You're listening to Fresh Look with Hen Mazig, presented by the Israel on Campus Coalition. Welcome back to Fresh Look. On episode 9 of Fresh Look, you'll hear from a leading voice online for progressive Zionism. Hello Silverman is an American-born, Israeli-raised digital activist and blogger located in Tel Aviv. With nearly a decade in Israel advocacy, Hello has created and executed content for dozens of major organizations and is an associate at the Tel Aviv Institute, an organization that fights hate on social media and in digital spaces. Welcome to the show, Hallel. Hello, Hallel. How are you? Hey, Khan. I'm good. Thanks for having me. So good to have you. Um, been, uh, we've been friends and uh, working together for a long time, and I really admire uh, all of your activism and your work for uh, for the Jewish people, for uh, the progressive cause, for everything that's just. Uh, I think you are really an incredible advocate. So, so happy you're joining us today. Uh, and let's really start with that. I mean, people know you as a, a progressive, a, as a Jewish activist, someone that cares about equality. Um, what really prompted you to become a pro-Israel activist? Um, so, Chet, you know my story, but I think a lot of people don't. Um, I came into Israel advocacy very different than most people, <laughs> uh, I guess you could say. Uh, when I was 17, nearly a decade ago, this February, I was arrested with Women of the Wall with my mother, uh, praying with a, a prayer shawl. Uh, from there, we went and challenged the law in the Supreme Court of Israel, and we won. And it showed me from a very young age, the power of social media and social change. So now diving into this whole online world, the first thing you see is all the Jew hatred, right? All you see is BDS. I mean, it really opened my eyes to everything we're fighting. So getting arrested by the country um, made me a lifelong advocate for the country. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, to think about it, that it was actually something where, you know, you were fighting for civil rights and the country that you're now advocating for um, in a sense also tried to stop you uh, or the law was trying to stop you. How do you really balance that? Like knowing that you're advocating for um, for a better Israel, um, but then mm -hmm. the law is still not where we want it to be. Right. So as I tell people, I, I will fight policy internally my entire life and I will also protect us externally because they go hand in hand, in my point of view, right? Being a progressive, being a Zionist, all of it means fighting for the best for our people, for safety, for integrity, for our soul, as much as our security, right? So I really take that into, into play. Um, on one hand, the country arrested you and you're fighting for them, right? Because it showed me how much change you can actually do in such a small nation, right? They arrested me. Was that messed up? Yes. Didn't we fight back and, and make it legal for other women to, to pray uh, in, in the holiest, in our holiest site, um, freedom of religion? It worked, right? So if we can continue fighting policy by policy in a progressive sense, I mean, Israel is, we can reach unknown, unknown limits of, of liberalism and love and acceptance. I mean, as I always say, you're probably sick of hearing it, but loving Israel is not supporting everything she does, but it's fighting for her to be her best self. And I really hold that uh, wow. here. That's, that's such a profound statement to make. Um, and I've, I fully agree with you. And I think many people, especially in our, in you know, we're both in the progressive um, circles and, and progressive activism side of the map. And I feel like many progressives um, that are, you know, that might share so many ideas with us and will share the same stance that we have on LGBTQ rights, about women's rights, about, um, fighting racism. Uh, when it gets to Israel, uh, it seems like they have a bit of 
distorted view of what is and how you know how you can actually support Israel while fighting for an progressive cause and and in a sense i think that israel is fighting for israel isn't a, is a progressive, it is a progressive cause. cause exactly okay. um so i think a lot of people wouldn't understand why <laughs> hmm? yeah right so maybe explain it to them why do you think it is um well so i did my best to bring my best to bring nuance to the conflict whether it's by using humor and tiktoks or whatever or writing articles there are always ways to engage progressive american communities whether they're jewish or not Um, I think a lot of people have kind of given up on the, the progressive Jewish community or uh, progressive American community, and it, it's turning away millions of potential allies. Um, so I, I come from a long line of activists. My, my father, my grandfather, my like just throughout different like, civil rights issues um, in the U.S., and maybe I'm just very comfortable trying to explain conflict or putting myself out there, but I think it's so important to show, to show the nuance um, of the conflict. Um, And how much this has changed in the last decade because you know my 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 father my grandfather like a, this lineage they used to be heavily involved in welcome in the, in the progressive activist community in the us and it seeing that shift to my generation and how i'm suddenly not on should be appalling and it should scare people but it shouldn't scare them away it should scare them toward that's that's really good um point to make and i think You know, I'm looking, you, you spoke about your family and I think your mom, um, we all know about her work, uh, Rabbi Susan Silverman and uh, everything she's done for uh, equality of uh, women, equality, the Jewish community in Israel, uh, and you've been part of it as well. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, um, we're seeing that many celebrities that are, and, and people that have more influence, um, like your mom, uh, but unlike her, unlike your mom, would turn away from this cause and in fact would take it you know, would take this issue and turn anti-Israel and start advocating against Israel. Why do you think that's happening? What can we do to really change that? Right. So uh, first, I'm going to say that I think a lot of people in our community, especially because you and I were so deep in it, and it can be so exhausting because we know all these things that seem obvious to people that it doesn't, it's not obvious to them. But to us, we kind of think it is. So I think it's always really important to take a step back. But I have two answers to this because <laughs> uh, there's two kinds of people. Uh, one are, you know, like the, the rhymes with Shmadid, so I'm not going to highlight them, um, you know, that are, are goners and they're not going to listen and there's no point in having a conversation. But there are people that genuinely want to provide truth to their, their millions of followers and, and, and do a public service of helping out. And they are genuine uh, social justice warriors who are being misinformed. And those are the people that are so important not to push away with anger and and insults, we should be saying, hey, you know what? I understand why you're upset by this, but hang on because it's a little twisted, you know? Or actually, can we touch on that? Because I think you'd see things differently if you knew about this, you know? And um, when I entered this world of uh, Israel activism, I got a lot of messages, whether publicly or privately, about Auntie Sarah, about my aunt, um, and about comedian Sarah Silverman. And a lot of people were very violent against her on Twitter, like Jews or Jewish activists or people that wanted to be Jewish activists. And a lot of people would try to push her away and, and, and be angry. And it's just a prime example of how this can backfire when, when people like her, you know, and she's gone on to say a lot of wonderful things, you know, explaining Zionism, stuff like that. And because she's, people have had conversations, right? Me, myself, a lot of people on Twitter, people who take the time to, I know you yourself have been patient and have spoken to her on Twitter. And then there are people that just yell and are angry and they want to shame her because she's famous. And they want to say, no, you're wrong. You hate us. You're an anti-Semite. You're... Those category B is worth the discussion every single time. 
Um, and I think I think it's really important that we, even if our anger is justified because someone said something fucked up, to come in with patience and to try to be the bigger person because we need to win, right? At the end of the day, like we need to survive. Um, and and kindness goes a lot, a lot further. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on that. Like, I think yeah. that kindness and, and trying to reach people where they're at and not being aggressive and try to help them find the right way, that's, you know, that's our job as educators. And I think that's yeah. what you're doing as well. Um, and do you ever get upset or you get angry that to a point that you're reading something and you're like, no, I can't even try and be kind on this thing? If I get to that point, I'll, I'll turn off Twitter or something like that. <laughs> I think all of us know, but really, you know, like there's a certain point where you should stop tweeting and we've mm -hmm. all been there and ignored it. And then we've all been there and like listened to our gut of like, maybe don't snap at this human. I've definitely lost my shit over the years. I mean, I've been on Twitter for like 12 years. <laughs> Um, so to say that I haven't would be um, a lie, but I, I've definitely over the years learned how to just kind of be like, I think this is enough for me. Like they're trying to rile me up. You can't touch me. And you kind of have that, you know, barrier around you to protect yourself. Yeah. And what would you tell a Jewish activist that would say, well, you know, that's when I'm getting called out and attacked by thousands of people, I just want to continue fighting. That's the only way. Uh, would you advise them to continue fighting or to just take a step back like you just said? It's a marathon, like this, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, as much like social media marketing and online growth and whatever, it's a long-term strategy. So taking a pause, taking a timeout, taking five minutes, taking a day or two, like it's a smarter long-term thing to do, I think, than to lose your do you, I mean, it's it's such an important point. I think many Jewish advocates, when they uh, when they're online and they get attacked, some people are getting attacked in ways that I. It's almost like you're inviting attack when you continue yeah. when you're being yeah. called, and instead of taking a step back and saying, "Well, I'm not going to respond to it," to just keep on going. Yeah. I um Sean King and I got in a thing if, like six months ago, maybe a year ago, Tell and us. he started DMing me ever since. I've gotten different messages from him, and I stopped opening them because no good is going to come because he he goes in the category a you know his brand is built on our hatred you know and he's not worth the conversation um but people like him when he would message me I'd take a day or two before I answered I genuinely just like would think and breathe and calm myself down and because you don't want to express anger at that kind of person and have them have that screenshot and have that you know um carry on from there yeah, absolutely. And I feel that what I'm taking from what you're saying is that, you know, there's a way to educate people and it's not about mm -hmm. fighting. Um, it's more about, I mean, it's, it is right. fighting, I think, in a sense, but like how, what would you tell young Jewish um, in, starting influencers or social media users that want to make a difference uh, and fight, but not in a way that will make them, you know, it will cause such negative right. engagement that right. actually harm their message? I think a big mistake that a lot of Israel activists uh, make or anyone in the Israel world is that they feel the weight of our battle on them. They feel the entirety of it on them. And that's not healthy, right? No one person. It's not that I think they think they can solve it themselves, but they feel the pressure of solving it themselves. And that only adds stress and will cause you issues in the fight, right? So I think it's really important to remember that you are one piece of a giant mechanism. I'm one piece of it you know, of thousands of people and we're fighting together for the same things, right? And that also means you're not alone, right? So turn to each other for support and love. Like here in Tel Aviv, the Israel activists, a lot of us, we, we lean on each other. We rely on each other for support, for love. Like we'll break down to each other, lift each other up. And 
it's really important to kind of build that for yourself. Like all of you are influencers in your communities. Everyone has some kind of influence from where they're from, right? Which means all of you have the power to, to call it anti-Semitism, Jew hatred, uh, when it's online, when it's in person. And, and I mean, we're, we're how many people in the world? You know, like, even, we're not we're only a couple million, but if half of us do it, you know what I mean? We could win, we could have a shot. Um, you're not alone. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing message. And what would you say, uh, you know, a story that you can share with us on how you were able to maybe change someone's mind or something that you're very proud of in your activism um, from um, since you started? Okay. Um, so a lot of my work is also just kind of like internally, whether it's like between the progressive Jewish community or in, in the Orthodox community and trying to kind of like have conversations that make people uncomfortable and connect us and, you know, by ignoring those conversations you know, our, our gap grows. Um, I've had a lot of DMs over the years, the people that come from more Orthodox backgrounds that are, they'll thank me for showing a recording of my mom performing uh, a wedding, you know, or, or little things like this to me at the wall. And I think just the little things where people are like, oh, wait, that's beautiful. Or, or outside of Israel, like when they, when I travel to Rawabi or Kakili and I film things, or there's coexistence of happening here and people go, oh, wait, there's more nuance, you know? I mean, that, those are the most emotional. A lot of things happen in DMs and behind the scenes with all of us. And those are probably the most like inspiring. Um, but what I'm most proud of, I think, is the group of friends I've created. You know, the people I've gotten to know uh, supporting this network. Uh, it's life-changing. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's such an inspiring uh, message. I mean, I feel like a lot of the Jewish activists online feel like they are alone, even though we see a lot of people, not a lot, but we see mm -hmm. some people around us that are speaking up, but um, but it does feel a bit isolated, uh, especially when you are progressive that supports Israel. Yeah. Um, what would be your advice to the people that um, that are afraid or that feel like they, you know, they can't do it or that they buy it, that they are, that they are alone. I mean, based on your experience. Yeah. Um, feeling alone is a normal feeling, especially as a Jew in the world right now. You're not odd for feeling it. It makes sense. The world is trying to make you feel alone, right? Um, it is so important that all of us call out Jew hatred when we see it. Um, we're only 0.001% of the population, yet our hate crime levels are higher than any other group, right? So 0.001 is still over 7 million people, right? So a quarter of us calling out constant Jew hatred. You're all together. You have to remember you're millions of people and, and thousands of them are actively fighting this. Um, it gives us a fighting chance if you all engage. Um, just, just remember everyone's doing it with you or, or pray that everyone's doing it with you. No, that's really amazing. Um, we, have, uh, we have a few more um, moments left, but I just want to ask mm -hmm. if you have anything that you wanted to share or anything that we haven't covered before we let you go um oh, i think <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question i know people are like do you want to add something I'm like, i mean no but i don't know what to add but but i, don't know. I mean um patience love nobody in the whole earth was ever all evil or all good everyone is complicated and everyone is has their their needs and their their weaknesses and strengths Right. Just remember that everyone's human, human, including celebrities that you judge or or even Linda Sarsour. She's human. She hates us, but she's human. Right. And she can't be all evil because no one is. 
she's built a brand on hating us and she'll stick it out, but no one's born evil. Um, I think it's important to remember that. Well, I'm happy I asked this question then. (laughs) I'm happy I thought of it. Uh, thank you so much for your time for everything you're doing for our people for the world making the world a better place i mean it's a true true definition of tikkun olam um really appreciate it thank you Chen. it's been an honor thank you icc thanks for tuning in to episode nine of fresh look be sure to subscribe to our channels and stay tuned for episode 10 we'll see you next time on fresh look